Up Podcast. This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. And it's been pretty much run of the mill for the week. I mean, just a little bit slower. You have slow days to start the week usually. And I really I haven't really seen anything that's piqued my interest. I mean, there's been a couple restocks and just very, very, very low profit items. I'm not really seeing a whole ton. Now, there are some items that I'm starting to sell that I've had in stock, so I'm excited about that. And they are things that I was planning on selling for the upcoming uh, few months. And so it's good to have that happening. But for now, I haven't really seen a ton of stuff that's been like, you got to go after this item or this is like the new thing or, or this is something that's going to absolutely crush in the last couple of days. I mean, there's been stuff that's been restocking over the past few weeks, but nothing new. So it's been like that. There really wasn't anything today. I'm a little bit bummed out because there really isn't a whole ton of new new sneakers to even look forward to this weekend. I mean, a lot of, of the Hyper Royal sites are delayed. So now you have one of the most hyped sneakers of 2021 delayed. And it's just, it's almost, it's reminiscent of the Mochas. Because I think the Mochas were supposed to come out last year in, when were they supposed to come out? Sometime in the spring. And then they got delayed to summer and they got delayed to fall. And then it was winter and then it was fall again. And it seems like the same thing is happening with some of these Hyper Royal releases where, or with the Hyper Royal release where they could be pushed back a little bit. So I'm going to pay attention to that and see when those end up coming out on all the sites that they're supposed to. But that is a huge, kind of a, it's, it's a low blow for the week because that was really the, the biggest release that we had this week. Now there are some other Yeezys coming out and stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about those, but those hyper royals were what I was looking forward to most, and it's a shame that they're not coming out in in full form this upcoming weekend. So it's a little bit upsetting, and just kind of trying to wade my way through and, and figure out other ways to make money is, is something else that I'm doing. I mean, reselling's great, but just talking to some of the people who have figured out ways to make extra income, other passive income, which reselling's not passive, but people that are able to either make money in the stock market after buying something that they believe in and then letting it sit and selling it. That's fairly passive. You have to understand now the research and stuff, but you're not actively doing something every day to increase the value. It's you buy, you hold, you sell, you buy, you flip. Like you're not doing it every, you're not paying attention to it or or working on that company. They're doing the work. You're putting your money into them and reaping the benefits whenever they go up in value. So that's kind of that's kind of the the way that a lot of people do make money and kind of a second stream of income for the vast majority of Americans who have another stream of income, but it's still it's still not enough. I mean, some of the people that I've listened to have said that to to kind of sum up most millionaires, they have at least seven streams of income. That's a lot. I mean, you have a W-2 job, you have reselling, you have some investments, and then one, and, and then you're trying to figure out what you can do from there and what you can make money in and what other sorts of things you can try and and run or other businesses that you can do to make money. So that's what I'm looking at a little bit. But honestly, there's just a lot of stuff that I need to get put together and a lot of setups I need to do for the week for other things that should be releasing at some point, but I'm not sure when, as well as just thinking in general about where I want my business to go over the next few months, years, and, and so on. So it's been something that I've been doing and reading a lot about and reading about how to plan a business and how to start a business and, and realizing that more more and more that I'm just working 
more of just a reselling job and not operating a full out business where you actually have a, a plan in place and you have a very good understanding of what you're going to be doing day in and day out. Like I'm good at planning things sometimes, but not good at planning long term. And that's just been one of the, the struggles for me is trying to figure out like, where do I want to go with my business? What sorts of things do I want to sell long term? Where do I want this to be in five years? Those sorts of things are the things that I've overlooked a lot just because I don't know, I've never done that before. So it's just never been something that I looked at. And more and more that I read about it, more and more that I listen to successful business people, whether it's on a podcast or in a business book, they're always talking about you have to have some sort of overarching goal that kind of drives the the day-to-day of your business and kind of drives where you're going to go with your business. So that's kind of something that I've been lacking for a while that I'm going to be working on and that I'm still trying to figure out what that is. I have a few ideas of, of what I want, but not really hard, concrete, kind of full form ideas yet. So just trying to work on that as well. But what I wanted to talk about today is, is something that that I realized as I was driving that was something that was important to me and something that was important for every reseller that when they're first starting out, they may not know. And pretty much one of the biggest things that I wish I would have known when I first started reselling on eBay is that you need you don't need to worry too much about the views you're getting or, or anything like that. Really, the only metric that matters, at least to me, is is watchers. And you may say, okay, well, why is that? Truth be told, I'm not exactly sure. I have theories on why it's like that. It, they make sense to me as to why eBay would want listings to have more watchers. But the real thing that you need to be concerned with is whether or not you're getting watchers on your listings. And it's not really that big of a concern. You have items sell all the time that have no watchers. It's not a big, big deal, but it is one of the things I wished I would have known more because I used to worry a lot when I first started listing on eBay. Hey, I'm not getting any views on this. Is it is it a bad listing? It may be a bad listing or it just may be a bad item or it just may be a really good item that doesn't sell all that often because there's a, a very, very niched down market for it. So it may be a really good item because you bought it for five bucks and it'll sell for a hundred bucks, but you just may not sell it for a couple months. And that's fine as long as it's not taking up like half your living room or something that you can't bear. But it's it's good to realize that sometimes the views, most of the time the views don't matter. Now you can tell an item's very, very hot if you list it up and it starts getting a ton of views. I'm saying like a hundred views in the first, 10 minutes that that's a very very hot item or a very very good price for your item or something else is driving that and, and you don't really know what but typically you either are priced way too low or the item that you're selling is priced really good and you're going okay i'm looking at the sold comps there's a lot of these being sold in the last few days or even the last couple of weeks and i'm selling for the same thing it may just be a really hot market in that case you could even bump up your price a little bit if you wanted to or you could sell at the market price and just get it sold really quickly but most of the other times when you're buying stuff from a thrift store, you're buying stuff from a garage sale, the views don't really matter all that much. I mean, they're, they can be an indicator, like I said, of, of how many people are seeing it, but you can't just, you can't apply views as a single indicator across every market. It doesn't work that way. You, the views you're getting on a new PlayStation versus the views you'll get on some sort of antique are probably going to be very, very different. They're the same, they're the same metric. Views are the same thing. You know, a view is somebody viewing your page. But there may not be as many people looking at the antiques section of eBay as there are looking for a new PlayStation. On the flip side, you may only make a couple hundred bucks on a new PlayStation. You may make 500 bucks on some antique chair that you found. So it may be a better flip. It just may not be 
that there are that many people on eBay looking for it. So it's important to keep that in mind. If you don't really determine anything other than maybe the overall market for your item, but you still can't just base your buys off of that. And you can't base how well you're doing off of the views that you get. And that's something that I did a lot when I was new to reselling. I mean, me and the the one buddy of mine that were reselling together, or we didn't have a business together, but we both went and started doing thrift stores and stuff like that together. We both kind of got like high on the, the, the amount of views that we would have. And they were stupid. It was like, oh, I got like two views today. Like, like that doesn't matter. First off, that's a terrible, like that, that's really, really low. That's not even like any views, but two, like who cares? Like it doesn't determine anything. And I didn't realize that when I first started selling, I just thought that they were important. And like, yeah, you want as many eyes on your item as possible, but but a lot of people talk about the views to sell through rate that you have. And if you're getting a lot of views on your items that they're not selling, that can sometimes push your items down in the eBay search algorithm because they don't like to see items that are not selling. So they, they must be going, okay, well, this is wasting people's time. They're, they don't want to look at this item anymore. They, they click it. It's a waste of their time. So we're going to push it down because nobody's buying it. That's not that's not going to happen in the short term. Like if you if you go a few days and your item's just getting a ton of views, like don't get worried and don't go, oh my gosh, like this is going to this is going to really really push my item down. Like that's not how it works. But if it's been there for months and it has a ton of views on it and it hasn't sold, they're probably going to push it down on the search results. It just makes sense. It's really not doing anybody any good. It's probably frustrating buyers when they go in your listing and they're seeing that it's not really something that they want. And so why would eBay continually show that to people if it's not selling? They want to show people items that will sell so that they get more money in their pocket. So they're going to show them other items and push yours down in the search results if it has a lot of views on it and it's been sitting there for a while and it hasn't sold. The two main things that really matter for, for sales, and this is really what I want you to catch here, is that watchers are, are massively, massively valuable. If you have watchers on a listing, it's incredibly valuable. It, it is one of the most valuable things. I will I will sometimes not end listings because of watchers on it. And it's just because there is something with the eBay algorithm that, that values watchers. And I see it. When I get a lot of watchers on an item, that item starts to get more viewers and that item starts to get more offers and it just starts to do better. It's almost like it gets healthier in the eBay search results. And I don't know what it is. It makes sense though, right? If there's people that are watching your item, they, they're obviously interested. It's not like they're just viewing it and going away. They're coming, they're, they're putting it on their list and saying, this is something that's so important to me that I want to come back to it and check on it later on. So a watcher is different than a view. A view is just, okay, I looked at it. I don't really need it. I'm going to move on. A watcher is I looked at it. I need it. I'm not buying it now. I maybe can't afford it now or maybe something else, but I'm going to come back to this because it's important enough to me to come back to. And when eBay sees that, my theory is that they just want to show more people that listing because obviously if one or two or three or four people find that item valuable enough to click the watch button on it, then there must be other people out there who will pay the money for it right now rather than wait until they have the money or wait until the desire gets big enough and, and they wanna buy that item outright, like whatever it is eBay will show that item to more people. That's what I've noticed. The second thing, and this is even more important than watchers, you want to have offers on items. And I don't care when people say, like, I don't do offers on my items because people make low ball offers all the time. Good, like that's how it should be. You should get as many offers as you can. I intentionally list all of my hype sneakers with offers turned on, knowing that I will get two to $300 off the market price sometimes. I love those because when they come in, I counter offer them at a dollar off 
and it pisses off the person trying to make an offer so much that they counter me. What they don't realize is the more offers I'm getting in, the more counter offers I'm doing, the more eBay seeing, wow, there's a lot of interest, a lot of engagement in this item. And every offer that comes in, more and more people are pushed towards the listing when they search for that particular item. So if it's a pair of Jordan 1 UNCs, I'll list that item up at $450, $460, which is a little bit above or, or right at market price depending on the size. However, I get offers every day, 250 bucks, 300 bucks, 350 bucks. I'm not gonna take those, nobody's going to take those. That's a terrible that's a terrible offer. I mean, it's better than what they obviously retailed at, but it's a terrible offer for the current market of the shoe. At the same time though, those offers are pushing more people towards my listing because eBay is seeing that and going, wow, there's a lot of engagement. We're gonna push more people here. We're gonna send more people towards this listing. We're going to put this listing higher in the search results. So when these people search for it, they will be pushed towards this listing because it's obviously somebody wants to buy it. They're making offers. And so that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll open up offers. I don't put a cap on the amount of offers or or not the amount, but the, the amount that they can offer me. I don't cap that at all. I don't put a minimum offer because that's a waste to me. You have so many opportunities where people will come and make you a little ball offer that you can capitalize on, throw back an offer for like a dollar or a cent off. It doesn't really matter. Just something to get them to be like, my favorite thing is getting somebody to be like, okay, this guy, like now I'm going to make him an offer of just a dollar up just to one up him. And so instead of giving me like a $350 offer for a $450 pair of shoes, they offer me $351. And I'm like, perfect. Like this is exactly what I was hoping for. Playing with the, the kind of, I don't know, the competitiveness or just the, I don't know, just messing with people a little bit to get them to counter offer me again. That brings more people into your listings. So that's, that's important. You don't want to pass up an opportunity to get an offer in because that's another opportunity for eBay to see that people are interested in your item, that it's a good item and that they can push it up higher in the search results. So when people are searching for that, more people see it and that's more eyes on it. So yeah, I said the views don't matter because the view count doesn't matter. It's just a number, but the, the amount of eyes you can get on your item does matter. So it's, it, it's kind of a weird way of saying it, but like, what I'm trying to get at is just because your item may have 10,000 views, which has happened to me on random, like a random stuffed animal one time got 10,000 views in a couple days. Not sure why I never sold, but that's the point. Like 10,000 views is a lot of views on an item and it never sold. And, and the, the amount of views you have, is just a counting stat. It doesn't really matter, but you do want to be able to get that number to increase quickly if you're selling an item, because that usually means it will sell faster. So like the amount doesn't necessarily matter and you don't have to worry too much if it's not getting a ton of views if it's not some super hyped up item but you will see that hyped items do get more views because there's a lot more of a market for it so that's kind of what i'm getting at here you want to get more eyes on your item but more eyes of people that are searching for your item you just don't want to get a ton of views you just don't want to get in front of everybody's eyes that under the sun i mean you could if you're trying to sell uh, a playstation list nintendo ds and nintendo why don't i even put ds that's not even a thing anymore Nintendo Switch and um, the Xbox Series X and like all these other consoles under there as like keywords, but you're gonna get a lot of views. It's just that nobody's gonna buy it. eBay doesn't like that. That's like spamming. So that's that's kind of the point that I make. Do not just throw random keywords in your listing and try and get yourself to, to get more views. That's not helpful, but getting views that are valuable, getting views of people that are actually looking for your product, that actually wanna buy your product, that maybe they either see that the price is just a little too much for them, or, or maybe they just don't know if they wanna buy it quite yet. Those are the valuable views because those sorts of things are eventually one of those people is gonna to convert to a sale and that's how you make money. So that's what I'm looking at here. I mean, that's, that's really the big thing. If you can get offers and you can get watchers, you're gonna be golden. You're gonna sell a lot of your items. You're gonna have a great sell-through rate just because 
more offers eBay sees and the more watchers they're saying, okay, these people are actually interested. They're doing more than just clicking on an item and hitting the back button. They're, they're doing more than just viewing it for a couple seconds. They actually care about this item. And if they care about it, chances are other people will care about it and they'll show it to those other people as they search for the item that you have for sale. So that's, that's kind of my quick synopsis on how eBay works and, and how you can make more sales. Getting, getting your listings in a position to get watchers and getting accepting any uh, the, the ability for people to make you offers. You don't have to accept the offer itself, but you do want to get people to be able to make you offers. So always leaving that accepts offers on, that way they send you an offer, even if it's a dollar, even if the offer's for a dollar, it doesn't matter. It's still going to give you more views to that listing or more people that can go to that listing and see it. So that's kind of what we're looking for. It's gonna push it up in the search results. And we all wanna be near the top of the search results so that when people come to eBay, it's one of the first things they see. They don't have to waste time. They click it, they hit buy, and it's a seamless process for them. So that's something that I wish I had known when I first started eBay. I figured I'd share it with you, and hopefully that can help you out in selling more items this this upcoming week, this upcoming month, and, and year. So that being said, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow on Thursday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.